For many people out there, a pierogi is an item that comes from the frozen food section of the grocery store. It's stuffed with potato and cheese. You serve it fried, possibly with a little sour cream, if you want to get really fancy some fried onion or cabbage. Now, although this is technically a pierogi, for many, many other people out there, it is sacrilege. So then what actually is a pierogi? Where does it come from and why should you care? I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in 5, and today we are looking into the brief history of pierogies. First of all, sorry I said that weird. First of all, what is a pierogi? Well, in Eastern Europe and Central Europe, um, it is a dumpling, often filled with potato and cheese, sauerkraut, ground meat, and sometimes fruit. It is generally considered a type of pasta, though not one we would really recognize as such. They are boiled and then usually fried in butter and served with sour cream or bacon and onions. As similar as these sound to the frozen ones, there is no comparison to homemade. And I know, like, that's true of most things, but it's really true of pierogies. Okay, so where do they come from specifically? Honestly, I don't know. And I know that, you know, you came here for answers, but I honestly don't know. Uh, but it's not just me. There are a few different origin stories, all possible, but none confirmed, so no one really knows. What does seem true is that Poland can lay claim to having been making them for the longest amount of time in, in Europe. Uh, it's typically accepted that they've been making pierogi since about the 13th century, and pierogi is a Polish word. Having said that, it is not generally believed that the Polish actually invented the pierogi, but rather that it was brought there. One suggestion is that Marco Polo brought pasta back from Asia to which Italy, uh, to Italy, which then passed, uh, passed it on to Eastern Europe in the form of dumplings and whatever else. However, from my understanding of the long and complicated history of pasta, it wasn't Marco Polo that introduced it to Europe at all. That's a myth. Instead, it was introduced through the Silk Road merchants. Uh, the introduction through the Silk Road could have happened at any point over its 1300-year history. The Silk Road was a network of trade routes that connected Asia, Africa, and Europe from about 114 BC to the 1450s AD. Now, a possibility that seems more likely to me, even than the Silk Road option, is that the pasta would have been introduced to northern, uh, northeastern Europe by the Mongols somewhere around the 11th century. This seems very plausible to me, but there isn't any hard evidence to back this up. Now, what we know is that in the 17th century, a recipe appears for pierogies in a Polish cookbook. We know that there is strong evidence that pierogi existed in Poland around the 13th century, and we know that pierogi are delicious. That's pretty much all we need to know. So why should we care about this? Well, I mean, have you ever had a pierogi? Like a homemade one? Clearly not, or you wouldn't be asking that question. Think of a pierogi as an Eastern European ravioli. Uh, you can put whatever you want in it, and it's absolutely delicious. So why should you care? Because they're delicious. And what other reason could we possibly need? That's it. That is the brief history of pierogi. Not much to it, because we don't know much about it. Um, but it comes from Poland, it spread to the rest of Eastern Europe, and now it's in the rest of the world. Uh, and if you've never had a pierogi, I highly recommend you try one. 
Uh, anyway, there you go. That's the brief history of pierogies. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food and Five, brought to you by HowToNotBrunchIt.com, your water culinary manual. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. You can like and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it. Rate it, comment, share it, whatever you want to do with it. Uh, and I should say, you may notice that today's episode of Brief History doesn't have the usual old-timey music um, that it normally does. The reason being, in the last episode uh, on Tuesday, the uh, Pop-Tarts episode, I got some feedback. The music was a little too loud and you couldn't actually hear what I was saying, so we're going to nix the music for now and just go with my beautiful, beautiful voice. Uh, anyway, I hope that you have a fantastic Thursday, everybody. I'll be back tomorrow with another great episode of Food and Five. Uh, and tomorrow is Everything I Know About Curry, Part 2. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I'll see you then. Have a great Thursday.